Hey guys, welcome to Kingdom Minds. We've got a really special treat for you guys today. Um, we had the privilege to talk to Justin Cowden, who is the voice actor for Hainer from Kingdom Hearts 2, which is super cool. Uh, and he mm -hmm. also happens to be a Christian. Yeah, it was a super amazing episode. We want to say thank you again to Justin for coming on the show. Um, we're going to put all of your social media and everything in the show notes. But I don't know, it was such like a humbling experience for me like to have him on he was so nice he was so kind and just like warm like on <laughs> i don't feel like we even talked about kingdom hearts that much but like um he was just really kind and like open and was just sharing his heart and um talking about like his faith in the lord and um yeah it was just it was a wonderful time and we loved it so yeah it's it's really exciting so um we're gonna do our creator spotlight and then jump straight into that um we're also gonna like split the interview up because it's pretty long so we're gonna have part one in this episode and then part two in the next episode also i should mention unfortunately um justin's like connection was like a little bit iffy and stuff so when we recorded it so sometimes his audio like cut out and things so we had to remove a few bits which was really unfortunate so i'm really sorry about that i hope you still enjoy it Despite that, it was great. Enjoy. All right, everybody. So we're going to do our creator spotlight segment right now. So we watched a video by Landy Lodge. Landy Lodge, yeah. Yeah, so mm. I've been following Landy Lodge for a little while now. Um, I follow various like Kingdom Hearts Theory channels. Um, and he's got some videos with a good number of views, but uh, I know right now he's... Uh, you know, not like yeah. as like, popular as like HMK or somebody like that. Um, but I've really enjoyed his theories. He does a lot of Kingdom Hearts theory videos. We watched a cool little podcast he did uh, on a theory about the Nameless Star and how maybe mm -hmm. she might be in the Kingdom Hearts 1 secret movie going all the way back to that, uh, which I thought was a really cool theory. And and I love yeah. I love it when people kind of bring bring in that old stuff. They're really thinking and thinking like you know, wait a minute, was Nomura planning this all along? Like, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, it, like I thought it was really impressive because I haven't. I I mean I don't watch that many theory videos. I got to be honest. Um, but I was really really impressed with this one because I don't know. I think a lot of theory type things you're just like that sounds like a little bit of a stretch, but. I think most of the things that they talked about in this video, so it was Landy Lodge plus another guy. Um, yeah, uh, Jashish. Jashish, yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, everything that we're saying, like, lined up and, like, made sense to me. And I was like, whoa. So I don't know if this is, like, a popular theory that other people have, like, mentioned. I've not seen it floating around, as far as no. I'm aware. Um, yeah, I haven't seen but again, it. I could be wrong. Um, it might be out there. Someone else might have said it, but it did sound like they came up with this or specifically um, Chishish. Um, so no, it was really fun to hear their perspective. I like, <laughs> I like took a bunch of notes. and was like, try to keep up with what they were saying. Um, and yeah, I got a little bit lost, like kind of midway through, um, <laughs> but no, it was fascinating. Um, and I really like the idea that Nameless Star was there, like, from the beginning. And this isn't just a weird, 
coincidence that there are all these, you know, um, verses 13 references in Kingdom Hearts, but actually the whole point of that is that these two stories were, like, gonna cross over at some point, and that's really fascinating to me. So, yeah, yeah. that was that was awesome. Um, and they talked a lot about that and about different, you know, references to verses 13 in the in the secret ending of um of Kingdom Hearts 3 and things like that, you know, to do with Yazora and so on, which I kind of I've heard a lot of those things before, but I never really like put that together with this is just like a weird coincidence. But actually, like, no, this was like planned for a long time. It seems that way anyway. So I think that's yeah. amazing. Uh- you know, I kind of think, and I commented on his video, I kind of think that what happens is Nomura has a lot of different ideas floating around, and sometimes ideas change, or they. Uh, uh, but then he, the original idea, I think, always stays. So I think maybe he kind of puts it on the shelf for a little while and then comes back mm. to it later. I think a lot of those ideas find their way into the secret movies. And as he's kind of developing them, they might change over the course of the development of the game. And if they change enough to where it's like a completely different idea than what he really originally had in mind, he probably just kind of puts a pin in it and then comes back to it at a later time. Mm, yeah, for sure. And um, one of the things that, that he said that was really interesting was the whole um, young Xehanort throwing Sora mm-hmm. into the Vera Rex game. That blew my mind. I was like, wait, what? Like... Mm-hmm especially because young Xehanort has like knowledge of Quadratum. And so from that, right. we can sort of in- infer that, you know, was this Xehanort's plan all along was to like merge these two worlds together, like the fiction versus reality thing. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's surreal, surreal hyper reality theory going on. And, you know, I, I'm really interested in that in like the matrix. It's actually what I wrote my dissertation on was, um, not to do with the matrix, but to do with, to do with hyper reality in um in Disney movies, uh specifically looking at Wreck It Ralph and um Figure cool. Six. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So um so I was like, oh I was just thinking so much about about in the Matrix there's the throwaway line where um Cypher's like, Oh, I think that it could be more real than this world. Mm-hmm. And I think that's fascinating because they were kind of talking about the mirror, you know, quadratum like mirroring the Kingdom Hearts universe as we know it so far. Mm-hmm. Right. Sora's universe, if you will. Because when you're in a reality, like, you don't think of yourself as this is a fiction. Because <laughs> that's mm-hmm. all you know. So they're looking at each other and like, hey, which one's real? So I think that's really fun. I think that's really exciting. Yeah. I feel like we could have a, we could do a spiritual segment on that. We could. So, yeah. That's a but good yeah. idea. Definitely, mm-hmm. I, I I agree. So yeah, I would, you know, if you're listening, definitely go check out uh, the Landy Lodge. Uh, we'll put links in the in the show notes and the description for his channel. Um, mm. He's got a bunch of cool stuff. Uh, he does cover some other video game stuff, like um, I see he covers uh, talked about Pokemon, talks about Avatar, talks about Final Fantasy, and um, mm-hmm. Zelda, some other Star Fox, a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Kingdom Hearts theories. He even has a Kingdom Hearts spoken word uh, thing that oh, he did. Oh wow, that's ex- that's fun. I'll have I to have a some look at of that. The, yeah, some of the early videos that he did was going over the uh, seven deadly sins of the foretellers. Uh, mm-hmm. I think those kind of uh, 
point a little viral. I think if you watch Kingdom Hearts theory videos long enough, they'll pop up in your recommendations. But definitely go check out uh, the Landy Lodge. So much fun. And like I think these guys also just have really fun like personalities. Like you can tell that they have like a real passion for Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. And it's you know, I, I think that a lot of Kingdom Hearts theory videos that I've seen are like, oh, it's big brain tribe, like, haha, like, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but these guys are just having like so much fun, like discussing mm-hmm. these ideas. And I think that's really fun. So um I'm not I'm not trying to bash the Kingdom Hearts theory community. I really don't know that much about it aside from you know who. Um I'm way down that rabbit hole already. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we should we could do a whole creature spotlight series on theory videos. Um if you have any ideas, dear listeners, for creatures that we can spotlight in future episodes, please let us know. But yes. yeah, this was a little little shout out to the Landy Launch and is there anything else you wanted to, to mention? That's it. Yeah. Welcome everybody to another episode of Kingdom Minds. My name is Karis, and with me, as always, is my co-host David. And we have yeah. <laughs> hello. We have the most exciting guest ever on our show today. We have um, Mr. Justin Cowden, the voice of Hater from Kingdom Hearts Two, on our show. Hello, everyone. Hello. How did I lose? (laughs) Guess I taught you well. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so Justin is known for doing voice work, but also a little bit of like live action stuff and theater. Also, Um, yeah, you've done a bunch of different things. I was like reading over this, so you were in the final season of the Walking Dead Telltale game yep. pretty recently as the voice of Willie. And um, yep. yeah, I watched some of those cutscenes and I was like, man, like if you didn't know that you were an adult, like for real, I would be convinced that you're a kid. Like, really? <laughs> yes. That's right. Jack Fletcher, who directs those, he always calls me when they say, we need a, a, an adult, but it really has to sound like a kid. And he yeah. goes, hold on. And he calls me and... <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. He's done every, and he does like the Animatrix, and he's done all these video games. I mean, he's just he's the man, and I owe him a lot. <laughs> yeah, so that was cool. Um, but yeah, you've done other roles, such as being in the um, Emperor's New School, and the rules. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and um, <laughs> I need to watch some of that before I cancel Disney Plus. Um, so I yeah, gonna... they're, they're all on there, and I don't get any residuals. I... Oh no, <laughs> I. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I'm not even kidding you. I thought that I was sucks. so excited. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna be in the money, and it was like, nope. Oh because man! Because it was contract yeah. was signed before such media existed. <laughs> mm. That is wow. so sad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So you're also the voice of um, Lisa Clemens in Final Fantasy Tactics: The War of the Lions, and a lot of grunts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've not played that, but I feel like it's is it a remake of Tactics Events? Maybe I can't remember. 
I will have to look at it. That's an interesting question because somebody asked me that recently, actually. And I don't know for sure. Cool. I lost track after the Game Boy Final Fantasy went into like 12 and was like, okay. And then they moved over <laughs> and started over. I don't know. Yeah. So, so yeah, so you've been around. And of course, you were Hector in Ozzy and Drex. I watched a couple of episodes of that. What a hilarious cartoon. Oh, my goodness. I cartoon? I'd it never heard of it before. It was, like, funny. Yeah, super funny. Like, I was like, I, I could get into this right now, honestly. It was mm. the heyday of, of the kids' WB when Static Shock was on mm-hmm. and, Justice League and the Pokemon. Yeah, all, I remember that. All those times. Yeah, so so you've been oh, in man, this. Good times. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> they don't make cartoons like that anymore, but I don't know. Maybe that's just my old nostalgia talking um but yeah so you've been in this industry like for a minute and i don't know it's it's really cool like checking out your work you know hearing your voice and being like this is a grown man who's has the voice of a child it's it's really impressive um and <laughs> and super cool so i've also done very big adults in video game red faction three was like a mars game or oh, something oh yes <laughs> most of the time my my money ticket is kids yeah excellent yeah, I heard you sing a couple times, and I was like, "This is the same voice." <laughs> what? Oh, what did you? What did you hear? Did my wife put something online? Um. Oh yeah, no, there's me saw... on YouTube. Actually, probably. Well, yeah, yeah. I was you know, I was watching videos on YouTube. That that's actually how I think I found out uh, that you have a, a Christian background. Somebody put up a video of like Kingdom Hearts voice actors uh, singing, and then I think I you I think you were singing a Christian song. And I was like, "Wait, is this guy a Christian?" Oh! And so I looked you up, and then I and then I messaged you. Yeah. Wow. Cool. <laughs> yeah. That that video is so funny because the very first thing is um uh it is the voice of Cloud singing like Lincoln Park in the end, and it's just like oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real edgy. It's so funny. So um, but yeah, we are so honored that you could come onto our show, and we cannot wait to dive in. And chat about Kingdom Hearts. So yeah, we are super excited and super privileged. And it's really funny because um, when David showed me the message where you replied to him about coming on, and you said something like, "Oh, I always wondered if there was like a Christian subset of Kingdom Hearts fans," I just read that and I was like, "Yep, you found us." Oh man, <laughs> here you we found are. Me. Oh man, it's great. <laughs> you know, it sounds like it was. It was obviously. I don't think you can find a hard time believing this was. It was God because. Because I'm thinking of this, David, like, I, that is a very, it's not like I don't, that people don't know, but, but, but it, it there's, I don't think the information, man, I got to change that is, is out there just yet. Cause I was going to start recording some old hymns uh, to sing. Mm-hmm. And cause I realized I didn't have a whole lot and you found the one thing that I did sing. That's so funny. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> what, what, can, what's your favorite hymn off the top of your head or? Um, okay, so if I'm going old hymns, they're those really sad ones, you know, they're that kind of turn of the century, everybody was like, Lord, just come back. You know, the, every, so every song was about, <laughs> life will be better when I'm there, you know, that kind of thing. No, I love um, the Dorsey stuff. I love the, if I'm going classical hymn, I love, obviously, number one on my book is always Amazing Grace, because of the story yeah. behind that. I love, mm. again, because of the story behind It Is Well With My Soul. I love that song, and I love um, uh, Precious Lord, Take My Hand, that one. Um, my contemporary 
song that is my favorite is by Andre Crouch, "The Blood Blood Will Never Lose Its Power." Um, I think mm. in, in in the uh, real um, I don't know how to phrase it anymore these days, but like it, black church gospel because I kind of grew up in a church yes. like that. So it's like I'm very mm. home being the token white guy. Yeah, yeah, black gospel music. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 my my uh, my place. But I I love the songs of stories and and. Uh, yeah, Amazing Grace. I would love to play the guy that wrote it one day. They did the, wow. the one about, but it was leaning more on Wilberforce, you know, who right. helped mm-hmm. overturn the um, the slave trade in uh, in England. But mm-hmm. I uh, I'd loved it to hear because they said they didn't convert right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they still haven't done like a mainstream version of no. John Newton's no. uh, John Newton's story. No, and then you find yeah. out that one of the verses was added by a group of slaves that had escaped. In America, oh wow! They, uh, I think it was mm-hmm. when we've been there ten thousand years. I think that that verse mm-hmm. was written by a runaway slave, which was very cool. Wow. And and they added, so, so everybody's kind of contributed over the years. And my actually, I'm related to the guy that wrote the music for um, Jesus Loves Me. Wow! Oh, wow. Early is a, I mean, I'm a big like far reached out descendant. But when I found that, I'm like, whoa, that's pretty cool. That is awesome. And so, uh, so you were telling us about how you grew up uh, as a pastor's son, and then of course you, uh, you know, decided to get into voice acting. Maybe you could talk a little bit about what that was like and how you made that decision to become a voice actor. I loved cartoons. I grew up in the the eighties heyday of He Man. But yeah, no, my my dad went going to seminary when I was younger, and then became a pastor. Mm-hmm. And so he was an assistant pastor at church in West LA. And it just happened to be the church that my family, my grandparents and uncles and aunts and everybody had built. Um, mm. and, um, that's a whole other podcast. We can talk about that later, but I, he was always supportive of me wanting to be a performer, whether it be, you know, I always want to be an actor. And then singing came along as my mother made me sing in church. She'd make me get up and sing. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, I'll do it. If, you know, you leave me alone kind of a thing. <laughs> and then it wasn't until I was in high school, my dad wanted me to try out for the baseball team. And I'm like, I've literally never played an inning of baseball in my life. But, and I just <laughs> finished playing American football for a season where it was already something that I just spent 12 weeks getting my butt kicked around and proving myself. Mm. I said, I really don't want to go into that again and be the person that's not, I, I don't like living life as the fish that's being made fun of because he can't climb a tree if that makes sense. And I feel like too many people do that. And um, unfortunately, I was one of them. My mom goes, why don't you try out for the high school musical? And I'm like, because I'd already done Shakespeare in junior high, and we'd gone to festivals, and I loved it. And then when I did music, I don't really sing, and ended up getting one of the leads in a funny thing happened all the way to the forum. And I just put on this, like, deep, fake, baritone, like, uh, uh, like opera voice, and everybody thought it was hilarious. <laughs> little, and the character was supposed it. to be six foot four, and they would carry me on stage, and it was just funny. Um, but uh, amazing, yeah. And then you know, as as I got out of high school, I kept pursuing this, and I'd been up for a lot of different things, and eventually got this really great manager who, who knew more about the business and had actually worked, and she got me connected to my first voiceover agent who's now my current manager we've been friends for you know 20 something years now but i went and auditioned for something and 
said, you know, you do it in English or Spanish? And I said, oh, I do both. And so I ended up starting getting roles because I could do both. And, wow. and the first thing was Ozzy and Drix. Ozzy and Drix, he said, we need, it's a little boy and he's Latino, um, but you don't have an accent. You don't speak Spanish. And I go, oh, okay. <laughs> All right. And so, of course, I get there and I'm, I'm up against five young boys that are the actual kid, you know, and I do it yeah. it's, it's between me and this kid. And the guy goes, wait a minute, stop. He's grown. We don't need his mom here. We don't need it. You know, so I beat a kid out by age. <laughs> um, and that started the whole, you know, I got to meet everybody. And but the night before, I remember I was on a plumbing job with my dad. And my dad said, um, he said, what are you going to do tomorrow? And I said, I don't know. And I started doing now I'm going to age myself here. You guys, there's a guy named Robert Goulet. You guys know who Robert Goulet? Mm. Okay. Robert Goulet is a big singer. He's no. amazing. He's gone now. Will, Will Farrell made fun of him on Saturday Night Live, but he was like one of those crooner guys. And he's an incredible voice. He was the original Lancelot in Camelot, the musical on Broadway with Julie Andrews nice. and Richard Burton. Um, anyway, <laughs> I did Robert Goulet singing rap songs. And my dad just about fell off a ladder laughing. And he said, you got to do that for them tomorrow. So I go in and I audition and I do the boy's voice and everything. And I said, hey, can I just need a job. And I noticed there's a lot of actual kids out there. Um, can I show you what other voices I can do? And I'm like, sure, sure, sure. So I play it and they're all laughing. But I can't hear it because they're behind the <laughs> soundproof booth. And they go, oh, thank you for letting us know your range. I'm like, oh, cool. You know, whatever. And then a couple months later, you know, I got it. And it was like, it started a great word. And of course, my dad was overjoyed. And, you know, my dad would always, you know, if I was up for something, his story would be that I was actually there. And I've been up for Frank to play Frankie Valley and Jersey Boys for 10 years, and I haven't gotten the role yet. But I had to take do training for it and everything. And, and I will go to I would go to jobs and they would go, Are you the one that's been on Broadway? You know, that's my dad would always, you know, tell those kinds of stories. Or he'd say, Hey, <laughs> give him a few bars of, you know, and I'm like, Ugh. but uh he was always supportive and he he was like, you know, creativity is from the Lord. He is the he is the ultimate creator and the ultimate Absolutely. artist. And and it was like, yeah. why are why wouldn't believers be in the industry now i know what the roadblocks are but there used to be more of us you know and mm. and the thing is the problem problematic now is that it's real easy to rip into christian there are people that come out and say oh i'm i'm a space ranger let's just make make up a religion and said person will say i'm a space ranger and no one will say anything even though that space yeah. ranger religion will be more more against what the progressive folk are for. But every time a Christian mm. says, oh, I had a great time at church, it's like the Twitter war happens. Oh my gosh, you're a hateful Christian and you're, you're, you know, your church doesn't affirm this, that, and the other thing. And I'm thinking, but you just applauded the space ranger whose, his beliefs are more against what you believe. So there's this yeah. feeling of like, what's the deal here? And, and I, and I have a lot of folks, my, my family, a lot of my family, they all wanted to be in the industry. And now they, they all have kids too. And I've, you know, I'm the oldest of five kids and my brother's just like, no, no, I'm not getting my kids knew that blah, 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 blah. And it's awful. And this and that. And he's, he's become very to the point of, we don't dance in church because it's bad, you know, leave some room for the Holy ghost kind of thing, you know? And it's, it's, mm. it's like almost not legalistic, but, but retreating. If that makes any sense, yeah. And I'm, no, and I'm not I totally ready to agree. retreat. 
And uh, you know, me to get, yeah, let me no. get all. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Dave. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say there's one one story that you guys are going to know, but it's from from the word, and you know, the Philistine army was going to kill, you know, not wipe out the children of Israel. And they bring in this giant who's mocking their God and mocking everything. And all these guys are cowering. And this little, little boy, boy, teenager, whatever, uh, a guy a lot shorter than this giant says, no, 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 no. And pulls out a stone and says, you know, today I'm going to cut your head off today because I, they will know there is a God in Israel. And David, Mm. he said, Lord, I got, you know, I got three stones. I got one stone, make it count. You know, and he stood out there. He did. Well, everyone cowered. He stood up. Now, was he perfect? No, right. no, not at all. And, but he paid for his mistakes and he always was on his knees and, you know, you know, man after God's own heart. And, and yeah, that goes for, you know, everybody goes, oh, and I'm going off on a tangent here for a second. That, that counts for women too. You know, if you look in the book of Judges, there's <laughs> a lot of women leaders and everybody goes, oh, the Bible's such a misogynistic book. It's, no, because when some of these said men weren't speaking up, the God, God used women. You know, yeah. think about think about everybody that pieced out on Jesus when they when they came to take him to the cross, and who was at the foot of the cross? Mm. The women. All the women were there. <laughs> yeah, and his brother or his cousin or whatever. You, there's an argument about whether the, the John the Beloved was actually his brother or his cousin because there's because it doesn't reference him as if he's one of the sons of thunder. That's another theolo- theological podcast we can do later. But point is <laughs> that he clearly had some kind of uh, of press pass to not get himself hung because if he was a brother then they let him in but if he's one of his mm. disciples most likely they would arrest him but the point is is that the ladies were there you know and 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 so it, it doesn't matter god will use you no matter where you're at who you're at who you are i mean yeah. it's just i mean i guess even jewish yeah. law now has switched over to you know we only count you jewish if it's from the mom <laughs> they didn't do that in the old days and then they switched somewhere in i don't remember what century but point is is that in this industry i'm still standing firm and it is hard i, I listen mm. a lot even believe it or not i actually do listen i don't just yap but this is me talking to my own people that's right now that's why i'm so excited because iron sharpens mm. iron and i don't get to do that much it's almost like you need a secret handshake nowadays, practically. <laughs> or you need to say you're from the, the church of what's happening now where they don't even use the Bible. They use, you know, us weekly. You know, you're like, oh, good Lord. Yeah, no, mm. I, I totally agree. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally agree with where you're coming from. I, I think yeah. that uh, one of the reasons it's so easy to dump on Christians is because Christians have retreated from so many of the things, so many different industries. And so a lot of these people, so they, a lot of these people who are dumping on Christians, they don't know any Christians in their life. If they did, maybe they, they wouldn't do that as much. <laughs> and as believers, if mm. we should start out not by trying to be quota Christians and go, okay, how many people did I lead to the Lord today? We need to harvest mm-hmm. the field. We need to, we need to either plant the seed or, or, you know, water it or reap the harvest. Some people do one thing, you know, but we need to stand firm and, and love people. And I don't mean love people, meaning just say, hey, yeah, go ahead, burn that house down. I love you. No, I'm, I'm just saying there's a way to do it without feeling like we have to okay, okay you're inviting people to your house for a meal and they come into your house and they say i don't like what you're cooking okay well you're you're entitled to leave but you're welcome to eat what i'm making you know what i'm saying i'm not mm-hmm. gonna suddenly thaw out all the garbage in my fridge because you don't like what i'm cooking 
you're welcome yeah. to sit and warm yourself by the fire, you know, but that's warm. And that's not mm. a, an allegory for, for, uh, <laughs> for the afterlife. I'm saying, you know, you're welcome to be within my care and my love, mm-hmm. but it's becoming harder. And, and, and with social media, it's even worse. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can believe that for real. I don't know. But like, I guess that's like, that's why we want to do this podcast is because, you know, within like Kingdom Hearts. So there's so many like kingdom truths, you know, the Bible oh, talks sure. about what whatever is good, like whatever's noble, like whatever's excellent, praiseworthy. And like, think about those things. So, you know, there's these themes of light and like friendship and like overcoming the darkness. Absolutely. And like, we really love that. And so we're like, we want to reinforce those things. So even though we're not out here talking about whatever pure flicks is putting out or you know these like christian movies or all that sort of stuff (laughs) (laughs) but we are like we're passionate about king mars and about like what be able um, to be yeah you know about about about, like how our christian worldview really uh, impacts our reading of like the games and the series as a whole and how they could speak to like everybody like not just us and don't shy away from that you just like just because something wasn't put out by you know the christian channels doesn't mean it doesn't have its its merits mm-hmm. i mean doesn't have value right exactly. i mean yeah i mean you're in that industry so like how do you make those decisions about like what roles you take like to do with that sort of well, side I'm, of I'm actually you know really desperate so i take whatever they give me i'm just joking no um <laughs> fortunately <laughs> i've only had to it's like when when there was something anything that's been come up to me that's been questionable it would be for something that I'd have to just pray about and see what the Lord wanted me to mm. do. And if it was like, I'm testing you to see what kind of decision you're going to make. No, I, you know, I'm just, I'm saying if it's something that I don't want to have to call them and say, no, I, I can't do this. I, then I just kind of tank it. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think one time I had to say, well, I didn't even remember that I'd said certain lines when I did walking dead. And it's, you know, it's, it's, mm. it's blue. It wasn't anything that was like, you're not a Christian, but it wasn't something that I would repeat in church. And I just had forgotten. And I started getting random messages from people reciting that line. And I would block them. I was like, why do people keep saying this to me? And I realized, oh, <laughs> oh no, no. there's a YouTube video of me saying it with people's reactions. And that made my day one because I was a reaction video. But, but it, I forgot that I had said what I had said. And I go, Ooh, yeah, I forgot about that. I remember laughing at the time. It's the time I feel like the Lord just opens the right doors for mm. me. And I haven't had to, um, you know, I had to come to terms with some stuff is a character and some yeah. stuff. I just plain won't say like mm. I've, I've been in things where the character is a certain rough kind of a character and the character would say Lord's name in vain. And that's something that you could, I've had people argue with me going, well, you're not really saying his name, you're saying his title and blah, 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 blah. And they're trying to, you know, you know, we always try to find our way around things. And that's just something that I always feel like lightning. It just cuts glass for me. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, and so I'll always, instead of saying, I can't say the Lord's name in vain, this is, you know, you know, and, and, and anyway, but long story short, I'll, I'll come to them and go, Hey, right here where he says this Lord's name in vain. Um, could I say an F bomb instead? I'll say that bomb all day instead of that. Isn't that funny? You mm-hmm. like, I don't really want to say either, you know, but uh, you know, I remember, I remember being like 24 and I had to say the F word in a play. No, I wasn't even 24. I was like 20. 
of course, preacher's kidding me. I'm like, I hope my parents aren't here, that kind of a thing. And it's like, mm. I say it to the character, and it was part of the story in a point that it had to be something that the character says to the brother that's really, it cuts glass, and there was no other way to do it. Yeah. It'd be like saying the N-word in Big River. I I would, I, I can't say that word. I just grew up not, you know, it's like, eh. And, but it was, that was the, the story. That was the character. Now, and you could see, some people would argue the same thing about saying Lord's name in vain. It's not you, it's the character. I was like, yeah, but you know what? Nah, that one is where I break the wall. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. But I remember having to say the F word and, I, and I'm supposed to fall on the bed crying. And I would literally cry. I'm like, I said the F word again. Jesus hates me. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> you know, it was just like, Oh man, the guilt. <laughs> mm. But uh, again, so many things are out there now that if you watch a lot of them, you realize. I mean, okay, let's for- forget the 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 division that is caused by in our community by Harry Potter. Okay, but <laughs> I don't remember Harry Potter ever dropping an f bomb. Okay, and my point of bringing that up is saying that you they're a high profile project that don't say that stuff. You know what I mean? And, and, and mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings and, and, you know, and, mm-hmm. and uh, Narnia, obviously Narnia and Lord of the Rings, you know, those two guys were, you know, buddies and, and they were believers and stuff like that. But it's like, it, 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 I think if you really Batman movies, I mean, how often do they drop the iPhone? They don't really, it's so I'm, what I'm saying is that it's not, unless it's a Scorsese movie and then it's like, okay, but me personally, I always just say, Lord, you, you're going to give me the job you want me to have now. And I will, if that it is, if it's you telling me I'm testing you to see what you're going to do, then I'll do that. Mm. And, and, and Lord's gotten me out of hot water more than once. Like this science, I was like, thank you, Lord, for, you know, protecting me, guiding so me. Holy Spirit for, you know, being there. You know, I feel like Holy Spirit didn't get a, a, a fair shake. And I'm not trying to be, I know there's, a, again, there's also the, the, the debate amongst our people about, you know, is it the Holy Spirit or is it Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. whatever my point is <laughs> jesus said you know i'm leaving the counselor here you know mm-hmm. someone here holy spirit is amongst us and and commands the army of the heavenly host the angels that to protect us and guide us and and that's the shadow that we are abiding under you know as far as i've studied so far i could again there might be a minister listening right now going no heretic but you know what i mean it's like <laughs> i i feel like that is the only thing keeping us from genuinely the it's the only thing kind of gluing the world together right now, even amongst non-believers, you saw the dissension this last summer and yeah. even with up to the, in, in the, in the States with the, the presidential stuff. And, you know, I have a friend that works for the government. I'm not going to say anything because like, you know, because I don't want to get this person in trouble, but it's like, you know, what I've been, what has been hinted at is that there's a lot more going on mm-hmm. than what you can mm. know. It's, there's a lot of, um, not bait and switch, but a lot of uh, interference, not interference, uh, distraction. Forgive me if I mix interpretate or uh, versions because I do that oh, quite fine. often because I've read so many that, you know, All good. But, <laughs> against rulers in high places, you know, the dark forces in the spiritual yeah, realm, yeah. you know, but the light shines in the darkness and shines in the darkness. Oh, yeah, that's, darkness that's very Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. going to say and that's, that's relevant. <laughs> my wife pulled that out because my wife, okay, this. If you've not heard me on any of these other things, my wife is deaf, okay? Hmm. And, but she can hear a little bit with her hearing aid on. She played Kingdom Hearts before we ever met, to the point where she had a pet rabbit named Roxas. Wow. What? 
Roxas ended up becoming my pet rabbit. Wow. You know, a year later. <laughs> That's and, incredible. Uh, I love that. Really That's yeah, cool. We actually had contemplated na- naming my son in, in a middle name somewhere, Roxas or Hainer or something like that. We were, she goes, what about that? And I go, it would be kind of interesting, you know, but, um, but we didn't end up doing it. Yeah. And I think we're, if, we had another, which we're not going to. I, I sometimes I think about it, and then my son makes makes it clear that I shouldn't have any more. <laughs> I don't know if I need. Him. I would get overtaken at this house if there was another one of him. <laughs> <laughs> my daughter's amazing, and he's just this amazing rough little guy. <laughs> he likes to climb and do dangerous things, and I could get her everything for Christmas and give him a stick and say, "Isn't this awesome?" And he'd go, "Yeah." And he'd run outside and poke things like that's he's easily entertained boys. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I love, I love, she was, she's the one that actually really got me into the community for it because she was like, now listen. And she would explain really deeply because she really has this extra sense of like detail. She mm. went to film school as well. And, and she, my wife is very verbal. So everybody thinks that my wife and I only sign she reads my lips and I sign as well. We do both in the house. Um, but mm-hmm. you, she'd fool you. People, you'd think she was hearing because she had a, a speech therapist since so she was like 15. Oh. And then, so, so she kind of blends into both, both communities, but she just, I mean, we sat down and she was really going through the whole thing with me because I'm one of those guys that throws the controller when I die. And, <laughs> and so I hadn't quite gone as far as everybody that I was talking to had. and. And I um, got more into it as I became part of this this community because I realized that, that there was such a great group of, of folks that really identify with this and this story and the allegorical elements or the kingdom themes. And again, I, I want to create something like that. I want to, you know, create something like, I mean, it's, about, it's been a while since we've had a Narnia, you know, kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty... It's that's pretty widely accepted, even amongst non-believers. Mm. And 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 it's it would be nice to see some of that again, you know. And like Lord of the Rings, Lord of the Rings. If if you really watch the stuff about Tolkien, I mean, the stuff that he wrote in there, and they were a writers. Him and C.S. Lewis were were friends. They were in a writers' roundtable. Yeah, he Middle Earth was created in the trenches in trench warfare during World War One. You know, he was coming up with the ideas for this stuff then, but every representation of, of the battle in, in humanity and in heaven and earth and, you know, is in that series, you know, and people, it's just, there, it's, there's morality. There's a morality tale. There's, there's that, you know, your journey, you know, you mm-hmm. the walk through the valley of shadow mm-hmm. of death. The shadow of death is, is life, you know, to a lot of people. And, and, and you see Frodo and you see Bilbo and then they all have the generational story, same adventure. And then you got the next generation, you know, picking up where King Saul didn't kill all of the, you know, the whatevers and they paid for it later. So Frodo now has to go on the, the journey and finally destroy this thing. Mm. You know, that that's there. That's in there, man. You know, absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. That's definitely a lot of like what we t- like to talk about on the podcast with kingdom hearts.
Alrighty, so we really hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode of Kingdom Minds. Make sure you watch out for part two of our interview with Justin Cowden. Um, and also, if you would like to support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash Pod, And we have some exclusive tiers for you as well. Um, fun perks and stuff. We also just relaunched our Discord um, server. And we integrated like my other podcast, Retrospective, into that. So you should check that out. You should join it. There's a few people on there, but it'd be really fun and cool if we could sort of grow that community. And if you give to our Patreon, you also get access to our exclusive patron-only channel, which is only accessible to David and myself and patrons of Kingdom Minds. So do that. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Kingdom Minds Pod as well if you want. And I hope you enjoyed the show. Thank you very much. My name is Fig Harris. And this is David. Excellent. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye.